Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing Word from God. God bless you. Oh, it's, it's such an honor for me um, to be here today. Um, we just arrived here on Monday night, my family. Um, it's my beautiful wife, Sarah, and three kids. I have a picture of them here. Um, so you might take a look at them. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually Germany in the background. <laughs> it doesn't look like Germany, right? Uh, right now it's snowing. It's really, really cold. It's below freezing, and we're here in summer now. <laughs> wow. Ah, oh, it's, it's really for us, it's such a great honor to be here and for me to, to preach here. It's incredible because um, we met Pastor uh, Jürgen and Leanne back in 2013 for the first time. And um, I just became a pastor around that time. And we were visiting here. Uh, my wife was studying here in, at SDSU for half a year. And I visited her and um, I just like started a church in Singen in, in Germany um, and uh, someone invited me uh, on that Sunday to, um, or introduced me to, to Pastor Jürgen because, hey, you're German and you have to meet our pastor. He's from Germany. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's from Germany. And then uh, we talked to each other and he said, yeah, you know, uh, I was born in Tuttlingen. And I'm like, that's crazy because we have a church in Singen. It's like half an hour. And now, um, and since then, actually, we're connected. We're friends. And um, we planted uh, our uh, camp, uh, a campus, actually, in the city where Pastor Jürgen grew up in. We have uh, six campuses now. And um, winning, winning Germany back to Jesus. <laughs> and um, I really want to honor Pastor Jürgen and Leanne and uh, Awaken Church because we wouldn't be there where we are today uh, without this church and without these pastors. Because, um, you know, in Germany there's not so much inspiration for churches. And uh, since 2013, this church here has been the role model and sort of like, you know, sometimes you, you, you see something and you say, I want to just rebuild this somewhere else. And so um, probably I'm the, I, I probably have the most minutes on the podcasts of Awakened Church uh, from all around the world. And... Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's for me, for me it's like a dream right now just to be here, to preach here. It's like, yeah, it's, so thank you guys, really. And, um, yeah, and Pastor Jürgen, uh, he, he, like, I learned so much from him for my whole spiritual life, uh, for uh, marriage, for leadership, for church. And I'm just so, so grateful and uh, just want to let you know how amazing this place is. And if you're not sure, like, what is this here, be planted here. Really, it's, it's the best thing you can do. Like, if, I'm, if I wouldn't be in Germany, I would be right here. <laughs> and actually, I visited here, uh, this campus, uh, back in 2019, where you were still in the high school. So uh, we're so excited. Um, just, you know, my wife and kids, they're, um, they're in bed now because they still have sort of jet lag this morning. They woke up at 3 in the morning and it was like, party. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Great. Tonight is Freedom Wednesday. And um, wow. 
And um, we, we actually um, have a church in a city where um, many people are from a really rough background. And we sometimes say it's like the ghetto church because there's many crazy stories, many broken stories. And um, this is so much of, of, of my heartbeat for uh, seeing uh, people get out of uh, things, out of contexts that uh, hold them back and, and put, them, put them down. And what I often experience is that God does a miracle. God frees people from drugs, from different things. They, like God sets them free, but they don't know how to stay free. Right? So I think be, like becoming free and staying free are two different things. So I think on Freedom Wednesday, I thought let's, let's preach on something like how to, like, to look at the godly tool to stay free. Okay? So I'm going to talk. And actually, I'm going to talk tonight about the topic, uh, the power of fasting. And you just came out from uh, fasting and prayer week, right? So uh, actually, before I knew that, I said, I'm going to preach on fasting. And then I saw that and it's like, okay, it fits. And probably some of you here is, think now, okay, um, do I really want to, you know, is it interesting for me? <laughs> and that's how I was um, uh, a little time ago. And I really got a passion for this topic because I discovered sort of fasting. And for me, it was always fasting. It was like for maybe some religious people. And it was for some like really, really radical like prophets or whatever. And um, then I... Like, and, and there were sometimes times where you felt like, okay, now I should fast, like, with the congregation or something for maybe a meal in, in one day or maybe for a day. And um, we as a leadership team, we fasted a few years ago just for one day for our uh, leadership retreat. And I didn't get it until dinner because I was so hungry. And I felt like I was starving. And I thought, like, like fasting can't really be something that God really meant us to live in. Because it sounded for me like a miracle. It was like, okay, I read the stories of the people who fasted in the Bible. And I, was, I always thought it's a miracle. <laughs> and um, do you know intermittent fasting? Horrible. I don't know. It's nothing for me, okay? Like, I, I don't know. It's nothing for me. <laughs> And then one, one night I sat on my couch at home and I was eating, like we have also really good German food and um, chocolate. And I heard God speak to me, David, start fasting. And I was like, <laughs> and it was 12 days, only water. I was like, is this even possible? Like, am I going to die? That was, that was actually my first thought. And it was the thing like immediate obedience. And so I finished my chocolate and then went to bed. <laughs> and then I got up in the morning and only drank water. And the first day, um, I made it through. And the second day, I was still alive. And then there was the third day and I was like, I'm still alive. This is incredible. And then I bought a book and read on fasting and it was like, Wow, there are actually so many stories of people fasting for 30 days, for 40 days, and all these stories and testimonies and breakthroughs. And I said, I want to really conquer this uh, thing for me. And so um, fasting became a part of my lifestyle. I'm also sometimes um, calling with Mike Connell, Pastor Mike Connell. And, um, he, um, and, and he said, you have to implement fasting in your lifestyle. And so, um, yeah, I, I just... 
love the topic of fasting, like I fasted like for longer periods, whatever, and shorter periods, sometimes just a day. And we see so many breakthroughs. We see so many breakthroughs happening in our church. And actually one of the highlights we, we really saw was in COVID in uh, 2021. And um, we were in Germany, like, you know, Germany, are, Germans are like, very strict and, you know, rules and everything correct. And um, so we had these, um, these vaccine mandate, like, uh, should, should be passed. So, um, and so I, I, I felt God speak to me and, and say, um, call the church to fast for three days to, to cancel this vaccine mandate. And, and I just made a call for our church, like, let's fast and pray for three days, um, like Esther and, and just, you know, and... Um, then it got viral and like thousands of Christians and churches in Germany joined in. And during that week where we were fasting, this vaccine mandate got canceled. And so this is like really, yeah. And it's so incredible to see that there's power, okay. And we want to discover the power of fasting. Okay, and I want to like help us guys to, to write change our standard on this topic and see, okay, let's, let's have faith for different things. And it's not just like a hard thing, but it's a beautiful thing. There, I would just say like three different kinds of, fast, of, um, of fasts. There's this uh, complete fast. There's no water, no food. Uh, don't do this longer than three days. Um, we see this in the Bible sometimes. Um, when it's longer than three days, it's a miracle, really, okay? So um, I'm not going to talk about this so much. Then there's the uh, called normal fast. It's no food, only water. or uh, Because water is in the Bible always the picture for purification, always cleansing. It's uh, the baptism, you know, it's holiness, it's new. There's no stimulants in there. So uh, this is something like cleansing in water. And then there's partial fasting. It's um, abstaining from, from things like, um, that was always for me fasting. I was like, okay, now I'm going to fast for 21 days social media. It's like, it's, it's great, you know, it's good, but it's like different than like this, this normal fasting. There's something happening in us. And um, so I want to talk more about the normal fast today. And, um, you know, fasting, I would say, definition is fasting is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. And, um, you know, in the Bible, in the Word of God, that's our foundation, right? Okay, so we, we, okay, the word of God, is, that's our standard. And um, when we see things in the Bible that aren't in our lives, there's not a problem in the Bible, right? Sometimes we think, okay, it's different in my life. Something must be wrong with the word of God, you know? But actually, there should be something wrong with us. So the Bible is our standard. And, and when we see things in the Bible that are not in our lives, we should look, if we are overlooking some keys for breakthrough that God actually put in there. And then we see like these, all these faith heroes in the Bible. And um, it's, it's incredible. Like we see, see Elijah, we see King David, we see um, Esther, we see Daniel, we see Jesus, we see the apostles after Jesus rose from the dead and um, uh, um, went into heaven and they were waiting and they were fasting and praying and um, then the Holy Spirit came and then we see uh, in the whole church history, we see all these different things happening with the great faith heroes and it's incredible because they all, like all the movements, uh, Azusa Street Revival, whatever, all these movements were praying and fasting. So fasting is actually something God 
Like, God is moving and fasting. And I say, if you, if you want the life of the faith heroes, let's pay the price of the faith heroes. If you want the life of the faith heroes, let's pay the price of the faith heroes. And so my first point today is um, fasting is a forgotten foundation. Fasting is a forgotten foundation. Matthew 6 is the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus um, is doing like his master preach. <laughs> and um, he, he's, uh, he says like in um, verse 3, 6 and 17, he always starts with when you pray, when you give, when you fast. In the Bible, always grammar is important. So when you see um, uh, that something repeats, it means look there, there, and there, and all like is weight, um, it's the same weight. So we would always all say, okay, when you pray, and then he says it's the Lord's Prayer, right? We would say, okay, praying as a Christian, of course. Like if you don't pray as a Christian, I mean, probably not a Christian, I guess. <laughs> right? Okay. And... If you don't give, like Jesus says, when you give. So it's like giving, of course, giving is part of our Christian life. And then he says, when you fast. And he doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. So he puts it as a foundation. It's like the three pillars of a foundation of our Christian faith. And um, so, so Jesus puts it as a standard. And then the disciples of John ask Jesus, hey, Jesus, um, why aren't your disciples fasting? And uh, Jesus says, let's see, let's see here, in uh, Matthew 9, 15, Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. So Jesus says, right now I'm here with them, but someday I'm, I'm going to be gone. And then they will fast. Okay, so Jesus is not like here in person right now. He says, you will fast. Why? Fasting isn't an obligation. Fasting isn't a religious rule. Fasting isn't a tradition. And it's also not blackmailing God. It's not, oh God, look. Oh, how bad I am. <laughs> look how, how tired I am. Look how, how, how much I'm fasting. I'm not, fasting is not a hunger strike. It's not like, okay, God, please Put my will as your will. Like, please, please follow my will. No, fasting is like, I'm like, my will is, is um, um, becoming like the will of God, right? And, um, but fasting, so fasting is love sickness. So that's what this verse actually is. Um, you will fast when the bridegroom is gone. Fasting is love sickness. Because fasting is the outer expression of an inner desire. So it's something like, man, I'm so hungry for Jesus. I don't see him right now, but I'm so hungry. Come, Jesus. It's like, like this bridegroom fast. And um, so it's like this desire. When I'm fasting, it's like, I'm so hungry. Jesus, the hunger for you is higher than the hunger for anything else. This is what we're doing when we're fasting. It's like, okay, Jesus, my biggest desire, my greatest desire is I want you. I only want you. I don't want, I don't just want my will. I want your will, Jesus. Right? Three. Fasting humbles the soul. Fasting humbles the soul. In, in Psalm 35 verse 13, it says, I humbled my soul with fasting. I humbled my soul with fasting. Okay, our 
soul, like we are soul, body, and spirit, right? So my spirit is redeemed when I give my life to Jesus, right? My spirit is redeemed. Then my body, no, my body is not redeemed here on earth, but it will be redeemed when we're back, like when we're in heaven. But our soul is in the process of being redeemed here. That's sanctification. That's um, like leaving like all the fleshly things behind. So this is like the process we're in in this world, right? So the soul, our soul is often the, I say, the godless part in us. It means like there's less of God and more of me. That's godless. And, um, and there is our biggest battle. And I think this is the main battlefield as Christians is our soul. Because our soul is my will, my thoughts, and my emotions. Oh God, I don't want this. God says, give, and you say, I don't want, I don't want to. My will is above God's will. So God's will can come through. My thoughts, okay, what did I think? My intellect, you know, it's like my doubts, strongholds, all these things. Did God really say, hmm, I don't know. Did God really create men as man and female? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. My <laughs> <laughs> my emotions, oh, I, I don't feel like that. I don't feel this way. And because of my feelings, I'm so blocked that the will of God can come through in my life. So that's my soul, right? And this soul keeps us from going all in with Jesus because my thoughts, my emotions, and my will just keep me from getting through. So there's actually, that's our battlefield, and that's what we read in the Bible, it's that, like the old man, like the, the flesh. And we're always in this fight between the old and the new. Yes, we are new, but the old one always wants to come back up. And we're always in this, okay, I really want to crucify my flesh. <laughs> and once I was in a, in a zoo in, in Germany, and um, there's these uh, gorillas, okay. And they, there was this feeding of the gorillas, and they... First, let the babies in because they said when, the, when they go in together, the parents will eat the food from the kids and the kids will die. Crazy. And so when I was there, I was like, that's the same thing what happens like in us. We have like different appetites and these appetites eat away the food for the other appetites. So we have a bodily appetite, we have a soul appetite, and we have a spiritual appetite. And, like, as soon as you start fasting, you, you experience, like, okay, like, this world is all about food. <laughs> like, I would get up in the morning, and I'm, like, this morning, I woke up at 3 a.m., and my son was saying, Dad, can we have breakfast? I'm so hungry. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, the first thought in the morning is breakfast, right? And it's all about food and these appetites in us, it's crazy. But if you lock away this hunger, this, hunger, this food appetite, this bodily appetite, in fasting, after a few days, the hunger leaves. Like you're not really hungry anymore. You just have appetite a little bit. But it gets less and less and less. While you're fasting. So the joy of fasting comes in longer periods of fasting. So after a week, fasting gets good. The first week is like, the first week is you always stay in the hardest time. So fast longer than a week, then it gets a pleasure. <laughs> okay. And then we have the, the, the like this soulish 
uh, like our soul appetites. It's our sexual appetites. And actually, when you fast and uh, you don't eat for a few days, then the bodily appetite gets less and less and less. And then the soul appetite also gets less. And that's, we see so many, really dozens and dozens of men getting free from pornography and, and different lusts, um, because, like just in fasting. It sometimes feels like God gave a key and we just forgot that fa like fasting could work, <laughs> you know? And so we like, we, we like, we submit our soul with fasting. And in the end, there's like the gorilla babies, our spiritual appetite, it, there's, no leftover, there's no leftovers. And our spirit gets weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. So this is actually what happens when, when you're fasting. Like you you're sort of starve your soul and your body appetites to feed the spiritual appetites. And what happens then is that your spiritual senses get sharpened. Because when, when your soul gets quiet, your spirit gets loud. So then your spirit gets stronger and stronger. And then you don't fall, only follow your will, your emotions, your thoughts. You start that your spiritual senses are being sharpened. Your spiritual will, like the godly will, the will of the Holy Spirit. The emotions, you feel like what God is feeling. You're seeing people through God's eyes. And the thoughts. And this is amazing because when you humble your soul in fasting, you dominate over your appetites. And we are such a lust-driven world. We follow appetite after appetite after appetite. And this is, like, this is why I think there is a key in fasting in the times like this that we, that we really dominate over the appetites that are just like caught in our bodies. <laughs> okay. So the last one is fasting casts out unbelief. Four, fasting casts out unbelief. Okay, so it's um, in Mark 9, uh, there's this demon-possessed possessed, um, boy. And the disciples come to Jesus and say, oh, well, we couldn't drive this demon out, uh, cast this demon out. Um, what, um, why and what can we do? And Jesus uh, cast the demon out. And the whole context there is unbelief. Okay? Um, you can, like... Everything is possible for him who believes. And all these things. It's like this context. Jesus is only teaching on faith, on belief, and unbelief. This is the whole context. And then Jesus cast the demon out. And then in Mark 9, verse 29, he says, And he said upon them, uh, unto them, um, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And it was always for me like, okay, why is this weird demon only coming out by fasting and prayer. It's like, why nothing else? Like, and I didn't read that Jesus was fasting to that time. It's like, why? And then I, like, I, sometimes you just have to zoom out a little bit. And then I saw, okay, wait, this whole context is unbelief. And it's like, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. It's like, as if God was saying, not the demon, but the unbelief is coming out by prayer and fasting. So everything is possible for him who believes, Jesus says. So unbelief actually is a soul problem because unbelief is not believing nothing. Like when people say, oh, they're, uh, yeah, they're not believing anything. No, they're not believing anything. They're believing something other more. 
So unbelief is not believing nothing. It's believing something else more than God. So it's like, okay, that's why it's a soul problem. Unbelief is like, I believe not God more, but I believe my will more, my emotions, my thoughts. So that's actually what unbelief is, that my, my soul, my fleshly soul is louder than the renewed soul that God put into me. So that's like this power in fasting is when you start humbling your soul, when you start submitting your soul, something happens in you because suddenly there's faith rising inside of you. Suddenly there's like something happening like, okay, like I can really do all things <laughs> through him. <laughs> wow. So let's silent our soul to tune up our, our faith. Fasting, and that's, that's why we see so many breakthroughs in fasting. It's incredible. It's incredible. We see so many healings in fasting. Like when we do fasting week in church, there's just like you don't even have to pray for people. It's like happening anyways. It's like, okay, boo, and there's something happening. There's something happening. Like, wow, we should fast more. Always when we're fasting, it's like before that I'm like, oh, man, it's, I really don't want to fast right now because it's, and then I feel like, okay, God leading us into fasting, and it's so, so, so powerful. And when you're fasting, it's like sometimes I'm, when I'm fasting, I'm like, I don't want to stop, but I have to. <laughs> yeah. And if you think like, yeah, you're going to lose so much weight, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm so skinny. No. <laughs> okay, this, whatever. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think now a few weeks here in the States is going to probably be very good for my body. <laughs> oh, crazy. This afternoon at In-N-Out, two days ago at In-N-Out, I bought so much chips and salsa and whatever. So many. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Oh, my goodness. I'm eating all day. It's crazy. Oh, we don't have Dr. Pepper in Germany. So I'm like, this is my water right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, if you're still fasting, I'm not fasting with you guys. <laughs> There's times of feasting and times of fasting, right? <laughs> okay. So what I want to, like, what I really see that fasting always has an impact. Sometimes it's, it's seen. Sometimes it's unseen. Sometimes you see something happening. Sometimes you don't see something happening. Last year we did a longer uh, fast as a church because we also, we were also with one of our campuses, two years in a tent. But it was like, um, in the, like freezing, it was crazy. And um, yeah, whatever. And it's, it's um, and we were fasting and praying that God would really open up buildings for our church. And there was also something that this church here inspired us to uh, do and to, to have faith and to, to believe for, for buildings as a church. And... Um, where um, I'm, I'm pastor at ICF Church. There's also um, some more churches around Europe. And um, we're actually the first ICF Church to own a building now. So there's like really something happening. And um, we didn't just, just buy one building yes, last year. We bought two buildings last year. <laughs> and it was, it's, in, it's incredible to see like sometimes it's, like directly, immediately, and sometimes you see 
the effect of fasting, the impact of fasting on long term. But it's like praying. You don't always see something happening right when you pray. Sometimes it takes a while. But we don't stop praying. And so let's stop fast. Uh, let's, let's start fasting. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope this is helping someone. Great. Okay. I, so, so I think fasting is really something, is a tool that God gave us. It's like a key that God gave us. We forgot to use for long-term freedom and also for like freedom happening right now. And um, I know what's the ministry time. Okay, let's start fasting now. <laughs> no. um, but let's take this with us. And, and um, sometimes we just need new faith for this thing. And you don't have to wait until the whole church is fasting again. You can start tomorrow. And ask God, God, what, how long should we fast? There's so many different time periods. Also in the Bible, there's so many different styles. There's Daniel fasting. There's whatever, so many different things. Um, just like ask God, God, what, like, what, how does fasting look like in this year for me? Let's, let's go into, vision, in the, into a vision for 2024 also with fasting. Okay. Good. Okay. Now I want to pray with us. Is that good? Great. Okay. So um, this here is a house of faith. And um, there are so many people who have such a strong faith. And I think this is why it's so important to come to church, to be here, to be planted. Because um, we need people with faith around us. And if you don't have faith, be here because they have the faith. And, you know, this is what, what actually... there. That's what, what, you know, faith, through faith everything happens. And so let's pray here together. And I want to start with the, first, uh, with the first thing I really felt um, to pray for people who are, like, you're, if you're half-hearted. So if you're, like, heart, ha is that the word? Half-hearted? Okay. Um, so... Um, that's sort of, I say, let's say, God can, Jesus can heal your heart, but he needs every piece, right? So, but you keep some pieces away from him. And I really feel like God wants to restore your heart today, but he needs you wholeheartedly. He needs your full heart. So if you, like, and you, maybe you, you think like, okay, God, I don't, I need a breakthrough. I need something, but I keep, like, apart away from God tonight's the night to give your full heart to him so let's um let's stand up and um so let's let's set tonight that's what also fasting is about is like Jesus I'm all in for you it's like I'm all in for my bridegroom and a bride is not half-hearted at the wedding, like, or shouldn't be, right? Yes. We should be a bride, not a prostitute. So God wants us to be a bride who, who sanctifies herself, who cleanses herself, who purifies for, the, for her bridegroom. To, make, to put everything that she's beautiful for him. And we're not a prostitute who just says, yeah, I just want to, like... When others, others to like me and my bridegroom is, I don't, I don't care. So let's put our whole hearts back to Jesus. And um, 
if it's you tonight, we can, we can close our eyes and I want to pray with you. If you feel like, okay, in your heart there's something that's half-hearted, that you're like, that you keep pieces away from him, that he actually wants to restore you, but you keep some, some of the pieces away from him. I want to pray with you now. And um, you know what, how we do this? I, I'm, I'm going to um, always pray a few words and then you can just follow me. And let's, as a whole church congregation, pray together, okay? Is that good? Okay. Is there anyone who, who says, yes, um, it's me who really is half-hearted and I want to go all in tonight with Jesus? Awesome. Wow, thank you so much. You can put your hands up uh, if, you, if it's you. Yes, amazing. So good. Are there more? Yes, yes, yes. Wow, so good. Okay, great. Yes, man. That's the best decision to go all in with Jesus. Great. Wow. Okay, come on. You know what, if, if it's okay with you, I would like to, like, if you, if you could come to the front and also the ministry team can, can be here. And um, if you put up your hands, sometimes it's just like, okay, I want to go all in. Let's take a step out. And let's make this one, like this action step out. And it's sometimes like, okay, do I really want to? Yes. We want to confess him in here because we want to confess him out there. Okay. So you can come to the front and here to our ministry team. And um, I'm going to pray with us. Okay. You can come to the front. If you raise your hand, you can just come to the front right now. Amazing. Yes, come on. Let's give an applause. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Wow, so good. Amazing. Wow. Okay. I want to pray with you. And um, yeah, you can just close your eyes. Sometimes like we're focused better. And um, you know, I'll do this with all of us. Um, sometimes our mind um, tricks us that we can't um, meet Jesus. But God actually made our minds and also our, our um, that we like can, can imagine things, our imagination actually to imagine Him. So let's close our eyes. And now imagine yourself standing in your kitchen at home. Okay? We're gonna just imagine yourself standing in your kitchen at home. And now go to your fridge and open the fridge. You can take your milk or orange juice or just take something out. No one's looking. You can take a zip. <laughs> Put it back in. Close the door. And turn around. And now there's Jesus in front of you. Now meet Jesus. What is he doing? How is he looking like? Where is he? Let's just have a time to really meet Jesus. And you can ask him, Jesus, What do you want to restore in my soul? 
And now let's make him a commitment that we want to follow him with our whole heart. Now you can follow me in the prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. I want to go all in. Take my whole life. I want to follow you with my whole heart. Holy Spirit, fill me up. And help me to follow the way of Jesus. Jesus, restore my soul. I'm coming home to you. Now minister to my heart. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Yes. Maybe the ministry team can go to the people who came to the front. It's just like, um, and pray for you and um, just receive. I think right now it's more like, okay, let's, the Holy Spirit is so gentle. Also, fasting is not something God says, oh no, start fasting. It's more like, wow, I love you so much. He's so gentle. He wants to offer us things. And now we want to pray for um, everyone who, who really feels like the yes. If you have, if you have like, say, soul issues. So if you have things, like if you feel like, okay, my soul, there's really this battle uh, in my emotions, in my thoughts, in my will, there's like, I don't know, there's this battle. Maybe you feel sort of like um, depressed or um, that your soul is just not aligned with God. And um, I want to invite you to come to the front. <laughs> you can just step out and come to the front. We want to pray for you. And um, really, I know, I really am I'm so convinced that this freedom starts... Where, where really God wants to restore things in our soul. He, he's the lover of our soul. Yes, and Jesus, I pray right now that you come with your Holy Spirit and touch all these hearts here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, that we are free, that who the Son sets free is free indeed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that you've done everything that you've done everything that we are free, that we can be free. And Jesus, if we're not in this full freedom, if we're not walking in this full freedom, I pray that right now the power of your cross, of your blood, Jesus, falls in this place right now. And that it frees up things in our hearts and our souls. Jesus, come. Jesus, come. We're going to time of worship now. And um, if you want to, you can also come to the front and the ministry team would love to pray for you. Um, just if you have anything, like if you say, hey, I, I really need freedom in this, in this um, part of my life. I need restoration, whatever. Then come to the front. And um, 
just whatever. It might be that you just have take a few minutes to be where you are right now and during worship and then come down. But uh, use this night. I think there's really, there's been praying so much about tonight. And, uh, and, and there's, there's faith in this house. So I pray really that God opens up things, that God frees you, that there's power in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.